everybody. Welcome back to Mothership Connection, your place for affection. Uh, thanks for listening to the last episode I did, which was on Pearl Jam's album, Versus. I really enjoyed doing it. It's got quite a few plays, so... <coughs> I'm sorry, coughing. So people seem to like it, which is good. Hey, Mikey, he likes it. Remember those stupid Life Serial commercials? Oh, yeah, that's right. They still have them, but now Mikey's a girl. Because, um, you know, they couldn't even just give a... a, a an original girl character to a serial commercial. Um, but anyway, but today we're going to do my favorite 311 album, so let's get into it. Yeah! That's the sound I make when the dentist tells me, hey, Garrett, good job. Hey, everybody, welcome back. Today's episode is brought to you by Bleach Sneaks. Each shoe sold separately. Um, yeah, Bleach Sneaks. The casual, everyday shoe that periodically leaks bleach. So today we're going to do 311, which is one of my favorite bands. I just saw them last week at the Roxy and Theater, McKee's Rocks, for the 20th time that I've seen that particular group of men. Um, I wasn't going to go. Then I was had a weird day at work, and I was like, you know what, fuck it, I'm, gonna, I'm still going to go. Um, so I ended up going, even though I wasn't planning on it. Just because I was like, eh, I've seen them a lot. Nah, I've seen them a lot. Nah, I've seen them a lot. But uh, so I ended up going. I'm glad I did. I had a really good time. Um, like I said, 20th time I've seen them. Uh, I probably won't go see them again unless they're coming with somebody, uh, else that I also want to see. And that's probably a lie. I'll probably go see them again anyway. But it was a really good show. It's only like the maybe third or fourth time I've ever been to the Roxian. Um, but it's, it's nice. It's just too small, I think. And like, it's small, but it doesn't have like that. Oh, I get to see my band, the band I like, like an intimate setting. It's just like too small. Like, I don't think I've ever been bumped into more in my life at a concert um, than I was at that concert. And I don't know, did I, if I, if I mentioned this last episode, I, I don't know. Did I mention, I, did I talk about this last episode? If I did, I'm sorry, I don't remember. But yeah, it's, it's an okay place. Um, I think next time I go, though, I'll probably fork over the extra money to like, be in the balcony instead of the floor. Um, but I don't know. And if I talked about this last episode, I'm sorry. I truly don't remember. Um, I was just at an all, all HR meeting. Um, everybody that works in my department uh, had to go downtown to the office. Even people from out of state had to come downtown to the office for some big team building. Hey, like, everybody's here fucking meeting. So there was like 3,000 people there. Um, so, yeah. So, I was there, I've been there all day. So, my brain's a little, like... Uh, how do you say, um, not annoyed, I, I, I don't know, I guess my brain's been like autopilot all day, because I tapped out of that meeting at like, probably three hours into it, that thing's pretty good, um, can't pay attention to a meeting for like ten hours straight, but it was okay, it was nice seeing people that you don't really get to see ever, because you're not, we're all pretty much remote, um, I'm flex, so I can go in if I want to, but there's really no, um, no reason for me to go in unless it's something like this. So, you know what I mean? And I'm always very grateful to be a work from home employee during the winter because you don't have to fucking deal with driving in the snow and shit. Um, so as you know, I, I had that terrible accident in the snow, like probably, God knows, what, probably 2008-ish? Well, it was pretty bad. So I hate driving in the snow. So that's, that's, that, that's one of the things I'm grateful for for being a work from home employee is that um, there's some downsides to it. Cause it's just, you feel like isolated and weird sometimes and every day kind of blends together. But at the same time, 
you always get to use your own bathroom, do whatever you want for lunch. You know, you always get your laundry done. So it has its ups and downs. Ups and downs, smiles and frowns. Oh, that was a good album. Snoop Dogg's Rhythm and Gangsta, 2004. Um, a lot of good albums that came out in 2004. That came out, The Killers, Hot Fuzz came out. Um, so yeah, that was good, but that's that's what's been going on today. <laughs> but today, I mean, this is part five of the uh, favorite albums installment. And I had a lot of trouble picking which one was my favorite um, just because it was, I really liked their first two albums. I really love music and grassroots a lot. And quite a few of my favorite 311 songs are on music and grassroots. Um, but when I sit down and like, I listen to them and I really thought about it deep, hard, and kind of deep. Yeah, I thought about it and you know what? I determined that after a lot of hard thought, not that it's, like, stressful to do these or think about it, but I was going back and forth, because Grassroots has so many good songs on it, and so does music. Um, but my favorite album by them, after <coughs> careful consideration, is Sound System. The 1999 release, Sound System. Um, that is definitely, when I listen to them, Sound System is my favorite album by them. It's probably one of their best albums if not their best album. But Sound System is great. Um, Sound System has, you know, radio hits on it, like Come Original, Enlarge in the Margin, and Freeze Time. And if you grew up any time around this and had your alarm set to 105.9 The X, you would basically wake up to Come Original, like, every day for, like, months. Because it would come on, like, every time, whatever the whatever time they'd be at for school. Like 6.30, 6.15-ish. Which is it's pretty crazy to think about. You got we all got up that early to go to stupid ass school. You know what I mean? I can't even think about that. Seriously, up all night with your throbbing teenage biological urges, and then you got to go to school the next day with your throbbing teenage biological urges. Uh, but yeah, so if you were listening, if you had your alarm clock set at one of five nine the X, chances are you woke up to come original for at least three months in a row. Um, but it's, it's cool. It has a really cool B-side. It's like an instrumental B-side on it that I'll play a little bit of. And um, it's just a great album. And I didn't do any research on the sales and everything. Um, I know it was a popular album. I'm sure I'm sure it's probably gone platinum by now. Um, just because this album... This album came out... I think this was directly after the album that had... No. So this album came out like two albums after... Yes. Okay. So the Blue Album came out, and that's when they got popular, because Down was a single, and All Mixed Up was a single. And it's a shame that Down is, like, this, one of the songs they're most well-known for, because it's okay, but it really doesn't represent them very well, I don't think. All Mixed Up, on the other hand, like, represents them perfectly. Um, but that album, the Blue Album that had those two songs on it, really um, brought them into the mainstream, I would say. Because, yeah, Beautiful Disaster was on Transistor, but... You know, that didn't really do much before that. So, and Sound System is what pretty much brought them into the mainstream. So I'm sure the album has gone platinum since. Because the album following that, From Chaos, which is also really good, that has, From Chaos has Amber on it, which is one of my favorite songs. I'll Be Here a While, 
by them, which is one of my favorite songs by them. Um, Nick Hexum wrote that song just, like the day he moved to L.A. Uh, it's, a, it's a cool song, but From Chaos is a really good album. I have that song, too, You Wouldn't Believe, where the music video was them playing basketball with Shaq. 311's just... I, I know a lot of people don't like don't like them because of S.A. Martinez, but I personally, like, I, it doesn't bother me. But 311 honestly has, like, a huge range. They can do, like, hard rock. They can do laid-back, like, reggae. They can do funk. They can, they can do, like, everything. And I honestly, I really think Nick Hexum's, like, a great front man and has a really good voice. And like I said, I can understand why people don't like 311 that much. But musically, like, it's not, like, crazy, intricate wild stuff, but it's still, like, great stuff. And, like, Nick Hexum writes most of the music and writes, like, all the lyrics and stuff for himself. I mean, S.A. Martinez does whatever he does, but his lyrics are usually pretty whack. But Nick Hexum's mom was a music teacher and his dad was a jazz musician. So I would have hoped that he would have some musical um, talent, which he does. And I think he's got a good voice. When you, when you see them live, he interacts with the audience well. Like, he's... Sometimes you go and you see a band and the, the, the singer doesn't even fucking talk. And it's just like, what are you doing, dude? You know what I mean? Like, you have to interact with the crowd a little bit. And if you're not going to, then you better not take a single second between any song if you're going to be a lead singer and not talk to the crowd. But I honestly think he's a good frontman. And 311 has a lot of fucking good, like, good hits, too. Like, radio hits. Which is, you know, they have Down. They have all mixed up. Um, some of the stuff off of music and grassroots were, like, minor radio hits. But they have their cover of Love Song, which is probably my favorite version of Love Song by The Cure. Even though there's like a gazillion covers of it out there, all of which are really good. But the 311 one, I just, I love that cover. I think they do a very good job of it. But I also love the original song. And I love The Cure. The Cure's awesome. But uh, they have Love Song. They have Amber. They have um, You Wouldn't Believe. They have Come Original. They have Large in the Margin. They have uh, Beautiful Disaster. They have... Creatures for a while. They have Don't Tread on Me. All, all these fucking songs. Like five of everything they have. They have Too Much to Think. They have um, Good Feeling was probably their most recent radio hit off their 2019 album, Voyager. Like they just have a lot. Of, like 311 just has a lot of good fucking songs. And anyone that, that knows me knows I love 311. And, you know, there's probably a little bit of bias in my voice. Mendicant bias from Halo. But, uh... It's because I think they're really good. I wouldn't go see them 20 times if I didn't really actually think they were good. And I, the songs I named them, they were just like the radio hits that they've had. I'll Be Here a While is on the, like a radio hit, too. Um, and I know I'm probably, I think I'm forgetting like an entire album of theirs. I'm sure I am. Either way. No, I definitely, oh, they had um, It's All Right. And they had uh, Sunset in July. And what's the other one that they had? Um, hey You. I mean, they just have a lot of good songs. Um, I, they really, I truly believe that. And you can argue with me or claim that S.A. Martinez makes it not listenable, but I don't I don't think that's the case. Um, I really don't. So like I was saying, so Sound System is my favorite album. It came out in 1999. Um, I didn't do any research, but like I said, it has to have gone. I would, I would imagine it's at least gone like one time platinum um, in the last, tw- what, 23 years. <coughs> I'm sorry. But we're going to go ahead and play a little clip off here. This is track one. Um, this song is entitled Freeze Time.
was a clip off of track one of 311's 1999 release sound system. And I really like the cover art for the album, too. Google the, uh, if you don't remember the cover art, Google it. Um, it's worth a Google. But, uh, yeah, I really like that song. The guitar's cool. Um, they always, they, every time I've seen them since this album's been out, I'm pretty sure they played this song. Uh, I know they played it last week when I saw them. Um, but it's just, it's great. It's great. And they put on a great show. It's how it's, they usually have a really good set list. Um, only two times out of the 20 I've seen them, I was disappointed. And the one time it was because I saw them, it was at Rolling Rock Town Fair. So it really, I guess that doesn't really count because it, it's part of a festival. So they're not really playing like, it's not really their setup. It's not their show. It's, you know, you get to play for an hour and then leave. So that that's probably one of the times I was a little disappointed. And then, um, the only reason I was disappointed the time I saw them before last week was because they didn't play any didn't play a fucking encore. You know what I mean? Like, every time I've ever seen them, they played an encore, and that show they didn't, which... And that show that they were playing at Starlight, they were filming it for, like, some, uh... some European, like, live music thing. So the show that they were playing was, like, streaming live, and it's like, you didn't do an encore because of that? You know what I mean? Like, I don't... I don't know. I felt that they should have, but that... Anytime a band doesn't play an encore, um, kind of rubs me the wrong way a little bit. Just because it's like, encores aren't really a novelty, they're expected. You know what I mean? Um, it's kind of like tipping your server after you're done eating, like you're supposed to tip them. When you're done playing, and the fans are still standing there roaring, and it's only like 10.30, and you're supposed to play to 11, like, you should probably have a fucking encore, right? Doing more with encore. Remember those commercials for that terrible, uh, microwavable dinners? But yeah, so that was track one, uh, freeze time. Yeah, track one, yeah, yeah, track one, yeah. Uh, but next we're going to play everyone's favorite off this album, not my favorite song off the album, but definitely the most, uh, the biggest hit off the album. It's uh, Come Original. Track two, Come Original by 311. Uh, that song, the meaning of that song is pretty obvious. He's calling out other music artists for not being original. Um, and they practice what they preach. I don't really think any anyone would argue that um, other bands don't sound like 311. I, I mean, I don't think there's any other band that sounds like them. Do you? If so, hit me up at MothershipCon5 on Twitter. 
Um, I don't check the Instagram account, um, and I don't remember the email. So, uh, so just best way to try to get a hold of me is um, on Twitter. Or I guess there's a feature that I was looking at on Anchor where you can ask a question. It just says ask a question uh, when you click on, like, the episode, I guess. So I guess you may, might be able to do it that way, too. Uh, but, yeah, so that was track two. Come original. I like that song. Um, it's a great song. Love it. Yeah, good song. Yeah. Uh, so the next track is track three, and this is Large in the Margin. This is also a radio single. Love this song. Track three, large in the margin. Large in the margin. I'm not sure what they're meaning. I don't think they're talking about paper. Oh, yeah, baby. College ruled. Oh, yellow legal pads. Uh, like the smaller yellow legal pads are like my favorite type of paper. Um, so if you're ever on a game show and they have to ask you what Garrett's favorite paper is, it's um, like the steno pad size yellow legal pad. Maybe you'll win a lifetime supply of jello. No room for you, Jello. Um, so yeah, that was track three. Good song, large in the margin, love it. But sound system, like when I made the decision to say that this is my favorite, it's just because this album just flows really well. Um, the songs are all good. There's only one song on here I don't like, um, and it's you'll see why. It's just not good and weird. Um, but I, I like a lot of the songs in here. Like the track six on this album, "Life's Not a Race," one of my favorite 311 songs ever. Probably my top five. Um, just a great song. But that, that's it. Like, Strong All Along is on here. Sever's on here. Leaving Us Babylon's on here. Like, it, Flowing. All the, all the, Can't Fade Me. Like, this album is just really fucking good. Um, so the next song I'm going to play is Flowing, track four. I'm sure we all remember. I'm sure we all remember this music video. It's pretty cool. And if you don't remember, just YouTube it. It's a good video. Tom Hanks' kid is in it. Colin Hanks.
was a clip off track four, off sound system flowing. Um, love that song, love the video. I love the, the part uh, in between the verse and the chorus where it's just like... It's awesome. It's fucking awesome. And that, that part of the song reminds me of just like robots in a very heavy metal factory, like putting each other's hands on each other. Um, it's just a really cool song. I like it. Like I said, the video is cool. Uh, the video for Come Originals, it's okay. <laughs> but the video for Flowing is definitely cool. Um, Colin Hanks wakes up and like everyone's dressed like him and acting like him, and like it's, it's pretty cool. Um, so the next song is one of my favorites on Sub 2 Can't Fade Me, track five. off track five can't fade me that had that song has that classic 311 essay and nick going back and forth um you know pretty simple guitar pretty exotic bass line peanuts a really good bass player um if you go and see them live like they'll this kind of annoys me when they play live and not so much peanut playing like a 10 minute bass solo even though that's not like ideal um but he always ends up ending it with the star wars theme on bass which is cool uh, but they always play a song of theirs off grassroots called Applied Science. And on Applied Science, on the album, there's like a 30-second drum solo. But when you see them live, they do this big, drawn-out, like, 10-minute fucking drum solo. Um, where they all bring, bring out these big drums and gongs, and Chad Section will play by himself for, like, eight of those minutes. And it's like, yeah, you're a really great fucking drummer, and, like, it's cool, but, like, I don't want to, like, I love guitar, but I also, I don't want to sit through a 10-minute guitar solo. So I certainly don't want to sit through a 10-minute bass solo or a 10-minute um, drum solo. And honestly, like, between the 10-minute bass solo and the 10-minute drum solo, that's 20 minutes where you could be playing, and I would say on average, the average 311 song is like probably three, three minutes and 50 seconds. So you're giving me 10 minutes of individual dick swinging, basically, when, you could, when that could facilitate, like, almost an, an additional six six songs five or six songs so that that to me that's kind of a rip and like even when we saw dead and company which was a, an amazing fucking show 
an amazing fucking night. Like, John Mayer is ridiculous. It was awesome. But at the same time, like, they jammed out this, the one song for, like, almost 20 minutes. It was like, it wasn't even a song. It was, like, just bass and drums. And it's like, come on. Like, give me a fucking song. I don't, I don't want to hear, like, some 70-year-old drummer fucking drumming for his life. You know what I mean? So that, that kind of thing is annoying. And I've, I've noticed a lot of acts are doing that now. Um, like, even when we went to Rob Zombie, the guitar player, John Five, you know, he's really good, too, but he played, like, this six-minute guitar solo that really wasn't that... It was just him, like, just shredding, which is, like... Like I said before, like, any guitar player that's not a fucking dip-ass dip can shred. But I've noticed a lot more acts are doing stuff where it's, like, that's taking up more of the show, and it's kind of, like, not almost say a rip-off, but it's kind of, like, cheapening it a little bit, um... Because, like I said, like, if you take those 20 minutes of them just swinging their dick around on their own instruments, that's a potential, like, at least five more songs I could have played, you know? Um, that's, that's just me, though. And I'm all for, like, jamming it out, and especially, I mean, the Dead Company, you expect them to jam stuff out. So that probably really wasn't the, the greatest example. Um, but it's like, do, do some little fun little shit. That, that's like what the Chili Peppers would do. When you go and see the Chili Peppers live... They open, the, they open the show up with, like, a huge jam, and then they go into a song, and then, like, in between songs for, like, maybe a minute, Flea and John and Chad will kind of, like, jam, but the jam always leads into another song. It's never a moment in time where it's, like, they're just going to fucking dick around for an hour, you know? Um, and for them, too, I've probably mentioned this before, but they have their live DVD from 2004, um, live at Slane Castle, Slane Castle, um, which is phenomenal. If you're looking for like a live show to watch some sometime, especially with the winter coming up where you'll be inside more, um, I definitely suggest that and the Incubus Alive at Red Rocks album and the Pearl Jam Live at the Garden from around 2002, I believe, or 2003. And also, Stone Pilots, this is from around 2010, but Stone Pilots Live in the Windy City is a good one. And um, Foo Fighters Live at Wembley Stadium is a good one as well. I believe those are both from around 2010. And Bush Live from uh, Orlando, I believe, is a good live DVD also. Um, and 311 has quite a few. So 311 had these DVDs um, when we were in high school slash middle school, I guess. Um, it was enlarged to show detail, part one and part two. Uh, they're, they're funny. It's just like on tour, like... Uh, footage and like just kind of like a little mini like documentary from what or whatever and then they also have well, 311 does a lot of cool like stuff with the fans um so this is probably back in 2004 whenever this came out but every year forever they would do 311 day on march 11th they would play a concert in new orleans and play like their entire catalog they can't do that now because there's like eight more albums since then it would just be impossible to do that um, but they do that. They still have 311 Day, but they don't play the entire catalog. But they do play, like, a five- or six-hour show that day. Um, they also have the 311 Pow Wow, uh, where you can go... It's expensive, but you can go camp with them for, like, a weekend. Um, they have the 311 Cruise, where you take a um, luxury... I guess it's not a yacht. You take a boat um, to Nick Hexham's, like, private island. And while you're taking the boat there, they play, they play their music. You eat dinner with them. They fucking hang out with you. You go to his island and fucking party and hang out, and then you come back and they play. It's that kind of thing. 
So they do they do a lot of cool stuff for their fans and whatnot. Um, but their their 311 days show from uh, 2004 is a really good live DVD. Uh, they do a few covers on that DVD. I know they cover um, Dire Maker on that particular live DVD. And I believe there's two other covers. That might have been when they debuted um, their cover of Love Song. I don't remember. Uh, but they also had, in 2020, they released 311 Mardi Gras. Or 311 Dave Mardi Gras or something. They released some other live DVD that was the same like thing where it was just like... Um, like that, but th that's cool shit. Dude. I love when bands do that stuff. Um, like I have a couple like Incubus DVDs that came like with, like one of them for Light Grenades. If you bought Light Grenades at Target, the Target version also came with like an additional DVD exclusive or whatever. And I have I have one from Three Doors Down that they did that too. I have one from NERD. It was like if you bought your album from wherever, it came with this additional DVD. And I, I always thought that was cool when bands did that. Because, like, what is, what trouble is it for them to just, like, have a, a, a camcorder on, like, while they're fucking around? You know what I mean? So that kind of stuff to me is cool. I like when stuff comes with stuff that you buy. <laughs> like, when we were growing up, if you remember, like, if your parents bought, like, Tide or something, every time you bought, like, the powdered version of Tide, it came with, like, a, a Tide towel. Or, like, um, just, like, when, like, companies would give you free stuff or, like, if you bought, like, however many, whatever bottles of Pepsi, you got, like, a free Pepsi towel or something. Like, that kind of stuff's cool. I would definitely buy something I wasn't going to just to get the free towel or, like, the free whatever, you know? Who wouldn't? Or, like, a Pepsi thermometer or, like, shit like that. Who wouldn't do that? I would. <coughs> I certainly would. Companies should do that more. It's branding, it's promotion, and it's fucking ain't costing them the, the shit, you know? Um, but the next song is Life's Not a Race, and I'm gonna probably going to let this plug play. Um, there's like four solos in this song, so I'll probably let it play the first two. Uh, but this is my, definitely my favorite song off this album. This is track six, Life's Not a Race. And ain't that the truth, baby? Money, cash, yokes! Money, cash, yokes! Money, cash, yokes! Money, cash, yokes!
was a clip off of Life's Not a Race. I love that fucking song. I love the tone of the guitar in the second solo. I've always just, that always just like caught my ear really good and made my, made my ears tingle a little bit, babe. But, um, yeah, so that's Life's Not a Race. Great song. Great album. Awesome. 311's fucking awesome. I don't care what y'all motherfuckers think. 311's fucking awesome. Um, so this is track seven now, Strong All Along. Nice, happy song. Shores to the Brooklyn Zoo. Hey, baby, want to go to the zoo? I'll let you look at the gorillas. Um, yeah, it just 311 just fucking awesome. They're always preaching positivity. Like, that song's such like a upbeat, happy song. Um, which I think is, is good. People need to do that more. Everybody's so angry all the time. I don't, I don't understand why. Um, they just are. Like, I, I feel like people are just really angry all the time. Um, too much, too many dopamine hits, I guess. That's why people really need to back it off with social media and all that shit. Oh, social media, baby. Is you go by social media? Um, it's causing all kinds of problems for young, young people, especially young girls. Um, social media is causing a lot of problems for young women. Um, a lot of studies going on about that. It's, uh, it's atrocious. It really is. And somebody's really people should somebody should really be taking the precautions to stop that kind of thing. Um, because these young ladies will they'll post something on social media, and they'll get like a hundred likes or, or whatever, just for example. And then they'll post another picture and only get seventy eight likes or something, and they start freaking the fuck out. And there's even there's even like stuff with people on TikTok. This study I was reading is that people are watching people with like. Like, having a mental breakdown is, like, a, a fad on TikTok right now. Which I've never been on TikTok. I don't use it. I don't watch it. I don't even... I don't fucking care about it. But the study I was reading was mentioning TikTok. And where, so, people... These girl, people who don't have these these issues, like, don't have anxiety, don't have these things, are developing them from watching all these videos of people on TikTok having them. 
And people are having mental breakdowns just from watching other people have mental breakdowns. And they're like mirroring their behavior. So people who don't have any mental health issues and don't have these things are developing, 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 I can't talk, these issues from watching people that have them and thinking that like there's something wrong with them for not having the issue. So they're like mirroring other people's like mental health issues. And it's like, yeah, that's bad. You know what I mean? Like getting these constant dopamine hits. And I feel like the same thing which could be said for like young boys and young men for like the amount of porn that, that people watch. But that's also like a free dopamine hit that you can have like whenever the fuck you want. Same thing with like eating out. Like eating out is same thing. You get the fucking refined sugars and all this shit. Um, and I've been delving like pretty deep into nutrition lately during my, uh, what I've been doing to myself. Uh, like I've been working out insane, like an insane amount of working out and eating better and like really paying attention to like nutrition and what I'm doing and reading a lot of articles and doing a lot of research on stuff. And it's like, there's so much bad shit out there that like it can easily just be deterred by somebody just monitoring what their child is doing or what their, um, what their young, what their son or daughter is doing. Um, so your daughter getting dopamine hits off of social media posts is the same kind of like addictive fix that your son is getting off of fucking watching porn or that kind of thing, or like trolling big booty hoes on Instagram or something. So like, it's obvious from like day one that social media was going to be bad for people, but it's like, if you like just research some articles and look some stuff up about it, it is, um, crazy crazy what's happening to people and it's like going to impact like entire generations of young people are going to be fucking fucked up just from social media itself that forget like the regular things that fuck people up so it really is like bad you know um i don't like i log into instagram maybe like once a week and it's usually to look at like some hockey thing or like music or i like to follow a lot of like sci-fi or like x-men star wars marvel that kind of stuff like artist people um, and I log into the Instagram like once, maybe twice a week for like 10 minutes tops, the, like combined between both logins. And that's enough. And, like I use Twitter a lot, but I don't, I don't actually post on Twitter. I just like the same thing, keep up with like music and movies and um, whores and stuff. But, and I, I log into Facebook like twice a year for like 10 seconds, maybe. Um, social media is just not, it's not good for anybody. It really isn't. And then people have all these like fake followers, you know, like, this is a verifiable fact that only like 38% of internet traffic is real people. Like 38% of the people on the internet are real. The other, what is it? What else? What 62% is um, like artificial intelligence or it's somebody at a bot farm or it's just like not a real person. Like think about that. So you could say, let's say you have like a thousand followers. Maybe... 450 of them are real if that like think about that and also think about like research like bot farms and stuff those are 100% real so you could be arguing with somebody online which arguing with people online is like the stupidest thing anyway but you could be arguing with someone online and it's actually a fucking robot you know or like artificial intelligence or a bot farm where there's literally some Asian lady in a warehouse with like sitting in a at a chair at a desk with like 700 connected devices just tweeting or posting, copy and pasting, posting the thing everywhere. 
And you can look, like, people on, there's this guy on Twitter, I forget his handle. But every day he'll collect, like, the bot farm posts and post them. And it's literally, like, thousands upon thousands upon thousands of users. And it's copied and pasted the same exact response to something at the same exact time. And that is how they get stuff trending. And that is also how they get stuff, like, trending and how they control, like, the narrative with things. So it's, like, an overwhelming... So so there could be maybe 10 people that are actually responding to a current event or an issue. But then there'll be someone at a bot farm tweeting about that issue, copying and pasting the same response from, like, 10,000 different accounts and devices. So it seems like somebody is up, up and outraged about... Like, a large group is outraged and outraged about something when it's really, like, a very small minority of people are, are even talking about it. So just think about it. Like, only... 38% of internet people, the traffic or anything on the internet is real. That is fucking insane. Um, but yeah, it's just social media is just, it's not good for anyone. I mean, it's just not. Like, it's literally giving people, like, mental health issues. Well, that already exists in the world without that. <laughs> um, so I guess my point of that is, like, social media is fucking stupid. It really is. You know what I mean? Like, I, my, like for example, like, my Instagram... I have never posted one thing. I have zero content. And I have like 1,700 followers. I have no content. Why would anyone follow me? You know what I mean? It's, it's insane. And I'm sure it's all robots. There, I, there's probably very few real people that actually did. And it's just an example. Like I, I, any account. Like I literally have no content. <laughs> so, so like why? You know what I mean? Like it's fucking crazy. And people get obsessed over the numbers, and it's just like, God, like, go read a fucking book. Take a walk. Go hang out with your fucking best friend. Like, do anything other than just come and scroll. The scroll and come generation is going to fucking bury us all. I can tell you that right now. Um, they are. And God forbid there's, like, a fucking attack or something. Like, they're all saying there's going to be soon, like, an EMP attack that knocks out the power for, like, God knows how long. Because there's literally, I've, I've probably talked about this before, but there's like literally people who, who are severely addicted to their phone. So imagine those people that can't use their phone for like, let's say a month. They'll probably fucking go nuts. They'll go nuts like two days into it. It's insane. Um, plus, like social media, is, it's the human highlight reel. You know, nobody's going to post the time that they fucking like shit themselves or the time that they threw up on somebody's tits or something. Like, no one's posting that on any of their stuff. That's so just, and people like compare themselves to other people, and it's like people are just showing you like all their good days. You know what I mean? Like I don't, you know, it's just it's it's crazy. Social media is just so fucking crazy, and I'm sure it's designed to just like everything else to fucking suck your life force out of you and destroy you. But uh, yeah, just fuck fuck social media. No social media. But uh, here's track eight, sever. I love this song. Great song.
was track eight, Sever. I love that song. I love the music during the verse of that song. Um, great song. There's a really good guitar solo at the end, too. So check it out. Um, here's track nine, Eons. I also love this song a lot. I love this album. I love 9 eons off a of sound system uh, the next song is track 10 leaving this Babylon love this fucking song oh, no this is track 11 I skipped track 10 because I hate track 10 I hate track 10 I'm not even gonna play it leaving this Babylon is track 11 I love this fucking song song great song yeah track 11 yeah track 10 it's um i forget the name of it i don't have it on my ipod because i don't like it but the song starts off it's like it's all about like computers and this essay is like my computer is silent and it's just like i'm not gonna listen to it so leaving this babylon is track 11 i skipped track 10 um hopefully this episode will inspire you to go listen to the album so you can hear track 10 for yourself uh the next track is tack track 12 this is mind spin you miss us, maybe one to be a clip off a of track 12 which is called Mindspin 
Um, that would be a good name for a game show. Um, so the next track is the final track off the album called Living and Rockin'. Off a of track 13, Living and Rockin'. Um, I will play the three B sides. Um, so the first B side here is an instrumental called Cali Soka, which is awesome. Um, really love this song. It's cool. off the uh, B-side off of um, sound system called Cali Soka. Um, 311 probably, I'm going to say five years ago, released an album called Archive. Um, and it had all the B-sides they've ever had and like demos and stuff on it, which is really cool. I love when bands do that. Um, the next song is a B-side off the album also. This song is called Seal the Deal. was a clip off of Seal the Deal, the B-side from Sound System. Um, the, the last song I want to play is a B-side. It's called Blizza. Um, it's also an instrumental. Oh, it's, a, it's a nice little tune. So I'm going to get your cinnamon going, babe. Hey, baby, burn my cinnamon, would you? Clip off of Blizza, 
a instrumental B-side from 311 Sound System. I feel like that could, like Kanye West could have sampled that song. Like pre-2008 Kanye West probably could have spit a pretty good beat or spit a pretty good verse over that um, particular song. But yeah, so that was Sound System. I hope you enjoyed uh, listening to the episode. I really love that album. It's definitely my favorite 311 album. Um, next band I'll be doing my favorite album on will be Foo Fighters. I'm still deciding which album that is, but I'm leaning heavily toward uh, the color and shape. But thanks for, for listening. And, uh, you know, I hope that nothing bad happens this weekend like all the conspiracy people are predicting. Uh, but if there is like an EMP attack or something, then I'll reconnect with you whenever the uh, power comes back on, hopefully sometime. Um, but let's, let's just hope nothing happens. But uh, a lot of conspiracy people are saying something bad is going to happen this weekend, particularly on the 23rd or 24th. Um, so yeah, so who knows in this 5% nation of Casio tone that we live in and, you know, before that I got disseminated and it was a super bonbon and it is Chicago, it isn't Chicago, but we don't know. It's just the idiot Kings and, um, I don't want to walk around in circles and I'm rolling, I'm rolling, I'm rolling. Come on. These are some pretty high level soul coughing references there. Um, soul coughing is awesome too. I love soul coughing. Um, Don Schroeder has a soul coughing tattoo. Um, but yeah, soul coughing was great. But those are some really high level um, soul coughing references. Move on, let the man come through. Let the man come through. Soul coughing is awesome. But anyway, uh, thanks for listening. And uh, I'm gonna head on into the going to the Marcus King Band concert tonight. Um, he's fucking awesome. His new album's great. So, if you don't know who Marcus King is, check him out. His music's really good. Um, his last two albums, all of his albums, he has, I think he has four. I want to say four. But the last two, Eldorado and the, whatever the new one's called, I forget exactly what the new one's called. But I'm about to head into the concert now. Uh, I didn't care for the opening act, so I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to go in for the opening act. So I'm going in now. So hopefully I just grab something to drink and catch him. And then tomorrow I'll be going to the Goo Goo Dolls concert, so I'm very happy about that. I love the Goo Goo Dolls. I'm happy to see them. Um, so, yeah. So, thanks for listening. As always, I appreciate it. And as always, keep shaking them motherfucking knees. Everybody knows when you're born in September, you end up having an extra bone in your stomach.